Uh, Flava Lagoon still makes me sick to my stomach. Flava Lagoon. The diva? Yeah. She makes you sick to your stomach. She always did as a kid and still does. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, there's something... I used to, like, I used to look away on her parts. Really? Like, when she would come like, on the screen, bad? she made my stomach turn. What the fuck? Yeah, she was just disgusting to me. I was like, oh, God, just die already. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, then. Play it again, man. You must remember this. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the very first episode of Play It Again, Man, the podcast about movies that we just can't get enough of. And when I say we, I do mean my partner in crime, Jason Brunez, who'll be joining us in just a few moments. You know, me and Jason want to thank you for tuning into this very first episode that we're presenting for you guys, and we hope you join us every Friday for a new episode about movies that we've seen too many times to remember. With that being said, and with no further ado, I give you Luke Besson's 1997 sci-fi cult classic, The Fifth Element. All right, well, let's jump in. The Fifth Element. Our first segment, pretty much, where were you? Where were you? How old were you mm. when you first saw this movie? And, like, what was your experience like? I think, well, so I, I used to live in Fontana until I was, like, 13. Yeah. Um, so I want to say I was there probably on rerun on, like, Showtime or, like, you know, Cinemax. Okay, so you didn't see this in the theater? No. Okay, no. okay. Um, definitely at home. Um, you know, and just flipping through the channels. We had the black box, you know, just flipping yeah, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I wish I could tell you what scene it was. Because I, I, I you, know... You didn't see it from the no, beginning. No, okay. I, know, I know that much. Sometimes that's the best yeah. way to see something. And then just stuck watching it. Yeah. And I was like... At the at the uh, time at the time, did you know like oh that's Bruce Willis like I'm gonna like this movie? Um, I th- I I think I did recognize him. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. well, this came out ninety seven. Ninety seven. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so he he had like, been in a slew of fucking yeah, movies. You yeah. know, From eighty eight to ninety seven. I think I had watched uh, Pulp Fiction late at night. Really? <laughs> yeah. Holy shit! Yeah. I hadn't. I didn't see you that know? movie till I was like fourteen. Like. I saw Scarface with my family. I saw Scarface. I saw Scarface you know? when I was young. Like, like Goodfellas, I saw when I was like, yeah. dude, like five, four years old. I, like, but we, there were there were some like Reservoir. I remember Reservoir Dogs and Pulp Fiction. Those were two movies. Yeah. My mom was like, you don't watch these movies, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember seeing him and, oh man, I wish I knew what scene it was. But anyway, I was hooked. And yeah. Then, so next time, I was like. You know. You're 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 on the TV Guide channel, oh, yeah. looking. I was like, when's this coming back? To come back on. You had to wait like 30 minutes for all the channels to yep. go by. And then as soon as I watched the whole thing, simpler times. I got my cousin who's three years younger than me. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Well, we were like 10 years old at yeah, that time, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So I was like 10, 11. Um, and then I got him. I was like, Patrick, watch this movie because he was already like really big in the Star Wars. Yeah, you know? yeah. 
And so anything sci-fi for yeah, me, I was and like, he oh, was yeah. hooked. Yeah. So now both of us are just like, oh my god, this movie. Um, and I just immediately loved it. Everything about it. Loved yeah. It, no, you know? it, it just lo- it looks fucking amazing. I remember the, thinking the, Ruby, co- the colors yeah. and everything. Just Ruby fantastic. Rod was always hilarious to yeah, me as course, a kid. Of course. Just everything. I was like, dude, this movie's amazing. There's nothing. And still, I don't. There's nothing I dislike how'd, about how, the movie. How'd you react to the the side boob? And it as a like ten year old. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was, it say. was like it was like game changer. For, yeah. I was just like, oh my god. And then like yeah, thermal bandages. Yeah, seen seen <laughs> uh, seen uh, uh, Mila Jovovich in that role. I was oh, yeah. I was in love, dude. Yeah. I was I was in love. Yeah, like take some pictures for, for the archives. archives. So for me, I lived in Chino at the time, and um, basically, like I said. I did not know this movie. I thought it was a direct-to-video movie. Mm-hmm. My mom was dating this dude at the time, and he would bring home movies that he would rent, and I had just a thousand fucking VHSs that I used to go through and discover new movies all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think he bought this one from, like, Blockbuster. It was, like, used. And I saw Bruce Willis on the on the front, and I loved Bruce Willis. I, you know, I knew he was the voice in Loku Stocking. I fucking loved Die Hard. <laughs> There's a movie, Death Becomes Her, that I fucking really, really love that I definitely want to do on this. So I was like, oh, it's Bruce Willis. I'm fucking putting this in, man. Yeah. I put it in and just wall-to-wall smile, yeah. like yeah. ear-to-ear. And I'm I'm just so engulfed in this world, how, how bright it is and all the colors and the... You know the the mythology behind it and everything, and I just uh, I ran that tape into the ground pretty much. Yeah. It, it, I watched it so many fucking times, and then as I got older, getting it on DVD and then watching it reruns on cable. If it's ever on cable, I'm and oh, yeah. flipping channels. I'm gonna watch that movie. Yeah, it 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 also helped me connect with my fam. Like my family's big on movies, mm-hmm. so you know we quote lines from it all the time, and then. I had friends that, you know, I used to take movies over uh, to their houses, and I got them hooked on it, and it just, it was a beautiful time. 1998, one of my favorite years from when I was a kid. I was living in Chino. All my friends' houses were a bike ride away, mm-hmm. and just, it it just was part of a culmination of just so many good times and good feelings when yeah. I think about this movie. So it's a, it's really a comfort movie. For sure. For sure. And I fucking love it. Still to this day, huh? Yeah. I'm. I trip out. Um, Cause the, uh, I know there's a lot of action comedies. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, th- is it like sci-fi straight sci-fi to you, or is I it don't like- think so. I I mean, it, uh, sci-fi is uh, sci-fi is a really hard genre to say it's just sci-fi. Cause I mean, what is Alien? Is it a horror movie or is it a sci-fi movie? Same thing with the Thing. Yeah. Um. This movie, sci-fi action, adventure, comedy. Mm-hmm. I think it's a funny sci-fi yeah. action movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily a comedy. It's fucking hilarious. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but I don't think it's intentionally just a comedy movie. Mm-hmm. You know, Got it. it's very, very enjoyable. Um, so yeah, that's uh, where we were when we first saw it. So. Backstory on how the movie came out to be. So it's directed by Luke Benson, or Luke Besson, however you want to fucking say it. He's done movies like The Professional, this movie. Um, Taken. He did that movie. Yeah. Uh, did he do Taken? I saw I saw under I his thing. I did not know that. Yeah, I took a screenshot. Um, yeah, he did that movie Lucy. 
he did Valerian, which was horrible. But um, these two, uh, the professional and this movie are fucking probably his best movies. But okay, so apparently he started writing this when he was 16 years old, when he was in high school, and he always wanted to be a filmmaker. And you know, he started getting in the business when he was a little bit younger. I think he was like in his 20s. And 1992 comes around, mm-hmm. and he, um, the movie actually goes into production. And they're trying to find casting. It's it's really expensive, though. Um, the script obviously changed from when he's 16 to when it goes into production. And he wants Bruce Willis or uh, Mel Gibson. I don't know mm-hmm. if you saw that. Mel yeah. Gibson. Um, Julia the, Roberts. Is, I didn't hear Julia Roberts. Yeah, I, I saw I didn't that. see that one. So yeah. she, look, she was for, um, wow, for Lilu, yeah. the Mila Jovovich character. So I think Mel Gibson and Bruce Willis are kind of like on the cusp. Yeah. And things are going good, but... The studio, because it's a French studio that produces, uh, that um, makes a movie, they don't want to shell any more cash out. Mm-hmm. So production kind of falls short and it stops, from my understanding. And I think at this point, Mel Gibson had passed on it, but Bruce Willis was kind of attached to it. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like in final talks. Um, and considering that Luc Besson's last two movies didn't do well, they didn't want to finance the film. So. He moved on, and then 1994 comes around, and The Professional comes out. Mm-hmm. And if you guys haven't seen that movie, or if you have, it's stars uh, Natalie Portman, a very young Natalie Portman yeah. in her first starring she's like role. She's 14, right? Uh, no, dude, she's like nine. Oh, fuck. Yeah, she's like nine years old, and she befriends a hitman, and Gary Oldman's in it, and he's fucking oh insane, dude. It's one of the, one of the top Gary Oldman yeah. performances of all time. But it's a huge financial success, mm-hmm. and so the studios re-look at him, Luc Besson, and uh, they decide we want to make this movie, so he gets a $90 million budget, if I'm not mistaken. $90 million budget, but at the time, he decides he doesn't want to spend money on a big-name actor, so he's looking for somebody smaller. Flash forward a couple months into production, he's at a studio with somebody else and they're talking casually about something completely different. The guy that he's talking to says, oh, I have to make a call really quick. I got to talk to Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, well, when you talk to him, tell him I'm here. We, you know, I talked to him. He was a nice guy, blah, blah, blah. So Bruce Willis is on the phone. He's talking to Luke Besson. He's like, hey, whatever happened to that movie? He's like, oh, I'm actually making it right now. He's like, oh, really? And he's like, yeah, but you know, we don't want to spend money on a big, big name actor. So Bruce Willis says, well, if I like the movie, meaning like you know, send me the script. If I like it, then mm-hmm. we can work something out. So apparently that that's Sick. what ha- that's what happened, and that's pretty much that's pretty much uh, how the movie started getting made. So you just watched this movie last night, and yeah. I watched it like the day before yesterday. And even though we've seen it a bunch of times, we probably know a bunch of lines from it and everything. Yeah. What stood out to you after watching it just recently? Um, definitely the uh, like how. Like, I noticed, like, Ruby Rod, mainly, right? Yeah. Like, I always knew as a kid, like, he was different, right? Like, as, like, a man dressed that way, the way he's acting. Yeah, like, yeah, very flamboyant, very gender fluid. I noticed everybody is like that in this movie. Yeah. Like... It's very European. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, um... Uh, fuck, I forget his name. I just watched last night. The the deaf guy, the, the singer... He's a singer, right? The deaf guy that oh yeah 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 with yeah, yeah, all the girls yeah, yeah 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 like the way he's dressed yeah 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 and then Very there, there's a quick snippet of when they're coming in to Flost in Paradise uh-huh. and they're having the the, the like the, the greeting there's a yeah. fucking uh, some white dude dressed as like one of the hula girls oh really yeah <laughs> I never noticed that yeah and he's in there like random as fuck I was like what damn and you I know did not that shit's that. totally like 
like accepted, right? Which is fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then it's like then you know, you go to like a scene of showing the president, you know, and the police and the way they handle shit. Yeah, they're like, very authoritarian. On, yeah, to- yeah, totalitarian, whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Like like on site shooting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking yeah. like, oh yeah, just kill them. Yeah. Like so like what you know, this it's very like I th- I black think, and white. Yeah, I think I think um it's like the hip and like the bourgeoisie, like, you know, just the authorities are going to be super square and the other people are going to be yeah. like, and I, and I think, um, like I said, super European, obviously it was a French made film, but I think that like Europe and like, kind of like in Japanese anime depictions of the future, a lot of people are really like gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're like hermaphrodites or like trans or yeah. whatever. And that definitely comes across in this yeah. movie a lot. I mean, like, you know, Corbin Dallas, Bruce Willis is a man's man. He, he always yeah. is for the most part, and everything that he plays. Right. But even, like, some of the costumes that he has in this movie, it, yeah. you know, it's just a little a little, um, little different from what he would normally do. Uh-huh. I I noticed a lot of uh, just how good the movie still looks oh, after yeah. all this time. Um, I know, like, the... the the chase scene in the cities and everything, oh, all that awesome. stuff, all that stuff. It's um, it's obviously a lot of CGI. Yeah, and it was a time, nineteen ninety seven, when CGI wasn't great. Mm-hmm. But you had movies like Terminator Two or like some other stuff that was just like, or Jurassic Park comes to mind. Mm-hmm. That was really really good. And um, I think it's just that blend because the cities, the buildings themselves are actually like models. Okay, and I think it's that blend, and I was just blown away by how good it looks. And then just kind of you know the art direction is fucking super duper dope. People's clothes, the the muck on the wall, like the the, the airport is a fucking tra- like gar- yeah. like garbage. Excuse the trash. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just that depiction of the future is yeah. just really really funny and that's very uh, uh, New York. It, it just is the trash. It is out. and and at the same time, like you know, living in the time that we live in, and it's bleaker and bleaker because things are turning more into like fucking Mad Max no water and shit Mm -hmm. it shows a a side of the future that just where capitalism just worked out for everybody Mm -hmm. and everybody's having like dude like McDonald's is still fucking killing it and you know uh, you know taxis aren't a thing anymore but they thought they were gonna be then Mm -hmm. and it's just really funny Uh, just just um, differences that I noticed about how the future turned out where we're not we're 10 years later or 20 years later mm-hmm. now whereas like you know just those things that always happens with future movies so i noticed the uh the planet the evil planet whatever yeah yeah like how it's just hurtling towards earth yeah like, it made me think of like nibiru like the the planet like that like the 10th planet whatever yeah yeah, yeah. like it's supposed to like yeah, crash into Earth or yeah, something, yeah. right? That's or like, like be, or like be within our solar system yeah. every like hundred thousand years or something. Like I feel like I had I had a thing um, that I thought when uh, at the end when you know the planet rushes into Earth and it's about to impact and then it goes dead and yeah. it's just there and then the it's mo- like a moon and then the moon's there. Yeah, and I was like, wait a minute, does that mean like? The yeah. moon's only 5,000 years old, and that was, like, the same thing almost happened or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's even older than 5,000 years, and yeah. it was, like, two cycles ago or something. Yeah. I thought that really quick. It was a little fun thought that I had about that. Remember when they say, uh, we'll lose them in the fog? Yeah. Or if we even make if the fog? If we make the fog, yeah. Is that, like... Was that habited? Like, yeah, people I think, live there, I, I and then think, the pollution. I, yeah, I think the pollution so got bad. so bad that they just had to keep, keep building going. up. They had to so keep. So, how building far up. down does that go? 
I don't know. That's, 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 that's crazy, an huh? interesting question. Um, but it can't be, I mean, unless they have some sort of like weird apparatus that creates more oxygen because you can't be that high up because then you wouldn't be able to breathe outside. Mm, yeah. Um, but who knows? That's um, that's another question. Anything else that stood out to you or whatever? Um. Oh, I had, I had a question mm. last night. Um, so, you know, after the after the um the diva gets shot mm-hmm. and you know she's she's sitting there and or she's lying there she's dying and Bruce Willis is trying to figure out where how to get the stones where are the stones and you think they're in the on first view and you think they're in the case in the room yeah um and she tells him the stones are in me yeah she's got a hole in her stomach so he reaches she dies he reaches in he pulls out those stones Let's say everything went according to plan. Mm-hmm. She didn't get shot. They met up after the show. How's she getting those stones out? <laughs> <laughs> like which which <laughs> which en- which end are they coming out of? You think she's throwing them up her John locks, or is she shitting those things out, or like birthing them out of her? Birthing. Birthing. Yeah. Somehow. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was a that was a thought I I had last night, and I never thought about it yeah. ever because I you know like I said we've seen this movie so many times, but last night or the last time I was watching it, it like looking at it, at kind of trying with new eyes, you mm-hmm. know, um, just one of those things that I that I that I thought about. Another thing I thought about was um, the the director. Yeah, do you think he loved Friday because he has Chris Tucker? He has Debo. That's true. And then so a, a lot of times when that happens, I always think that those people have this. They're represented by the same agency, and word gets passed around really mm-hmm. quick. Um, but maybe I mean, you couldn't have not Chris Tucker being in this movie. You couldn't have not known that he had just done Friday. Mm-hmm. He like he he's a breakout star of that movie, and we could talk a little bit more about that when we go into the casting. Um, but. Yeah, maybe. Because I, I even I, mentioned Ice Cube. Do they? When Zorg is showing the gun to the to the aliens, yeah. he's like, and the all-new improved Ice Cube system. I think that was just a <laughs> reference to it being a... I don't. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll create it. I wrote that here. That I like, Ice Cube system. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Um, you know, it could be a nod and a wink to that to that film. Um, they're, they're in the same universe one last thing or two sorry two more things real fast yeah we're very in this universe we're very used to being around aliens it seems like yeah like it's very common well ruby rod alludes to the fact that he's fucking aliens on the the regular oh you know when when he's when he's like kind of forcing himself on that chicken when they're (laughs) taking taking off you know he's like no i swear you know i've never felt this way with a human, oh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. so he—he's like really, he's bang- yeah, yeah, he's banging fucking aliens left and right. But like, is that dude? That's due to us like traveling now. Now space travel is so prominent. Yeah, yeah, now. yeah. So, there, like, there's, there's definitely. I mean, we're, other... we're, I mean, we're obviously aware of other species out in the universe. Um, we have treaties with probably a bunch of them. But dude, we probably just went out colonize the rest of the fucking galaxy and or what if they finally showed themselves to us and came to earth and we're like oh we bring 
Well, that's other... that's the thing. We don't know. Maybe they advanced our technology mm-hmm. and they made us better, and we operate under their rules. Maybe, mm-hmm. who knows? Like that little pig creature that Zork has. Yeah, <laughs> that thing. That's yeah. That's another. There's a there's a few things that I was like, oh, that that. Would you want one of those things? Yeah. Uh, Stupid it's, thing. It's pretty fucking funny, and it kind of just sits in his yeah. drawer until he's ready to fuck with it, and then he's like holding it in his fucking arms and everything. And he's trying to get it to help him too. He's oh like, yeah, when he's when he's choking, when he's, he's choking. Like, he's a dude. Gary Oldman's got a lot of great monologues in this fucking movie. Oh yeah. Um, that guy, I wrote his name, wrote his name down because his 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 uh, the dude that helps him. Mm-hmm. I am Corbin oh, Dallas. Yeah, yeah. That guy's name is Right Arm, apparently. Oh shit! Yeah, his name is Right Arm in the movie, and his name in real life is Tricky, just Tricky. Okay. Um, I was mesmerized by his reverse bolo tie last night, mm. where it's like the circles down here, yeah. and then it closes instead of the circle up here and opens is like is that just like, like the cigarettes a fashion yeah oh that's another thing that i was gonna say how much does a pack of cigarettes cost in the future when you're only getting like fucking oh, you're, yeah. you're mostly getting filter yeah like that that's a that's a question i want to be answered oh another thing i want to i want to know more about laser ball i want to know what the hell that is oh yeah that guy looks fucking massive i can't imagine how much he would have to move around or mm-hmm. can he move around or does he I don't know it seems like an interesting sport um that was something that I that I thought about last night also Zegama Beach and, <laughs> and Flost in Paradise sound like two badass places yeah they, they, they really do <laughs> Zegama Beach, Beach. That's for another podcast. Yeah. We'll, we'll do a whole Paul Ver- Verhoeven uh, line of, of podcasts. But yeah. Um, oh, one last thing. Yeah, yeah. Poor Aziz. 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 Oh, Aziz, yeah. He's a slave. He really is. He's yeah. a slave. No, he's, he's, he's not getting paid. Yeah. He probably gets fed, maybe. He's so fucking tired. Yeah. He's just... he, he can barely stand up. <laughs> Aziz, light! <laughs> yeah. Uh, poor Aziz. He, that guy killed it. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about the cast? Yeah. All right, let's talk about the cast. Okay, so first off, right out the door, we got to talk about Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis is one of the all-time great action heroes. He changed action movies forever with mm-hmm. Die Hard in nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty-eight. You know, before that, we had Arnold and Sly doing yeah. everything that they do. Even you know, uh, Carl Weathers is doing his thing. Mm-hmm. The eighties is all about big, muscly, muscle. fucking yeah. guys. And then Die Hard comes out, and Bruce Willis is just the everyman, yeah. just a cop, you know. And that movie, you know, he, it, it skyrocketed him into like the biggest star in the fucking world. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't think that was going to happen for him, you know. He was on that show Moonlighting with Sybil Shepherd. I don't know if you know that show, Mm-mm. but it's it, it's it's kind of like a, you know, I don't know too much about it, but I know that it's, it's like a will they won't they thing, like Sam and Diane from Cheers and shit. And you know when he gets cast in Die Hard, everybody's like, "This fucking guy from Moonlighting, like, what are, mm-hmm. you, what are you guys talking about?" So he comes to fame from Die Hard. Obviously, he does a sequel that doesn't do as well, and then he, you know, becomes the action star that he is. And then he moves into like what I think I, I wrote down. There's there's a few different stages of Bruce Willis. So there's the Everyman. That's the stuff that he did on TV, which that show Moonlighting. Um, and everything before Die Hard, uh, then he becomes the action star, and that kind of goes throughout the '90s for sure. 
and he's getting paid a bunch of money to do all these different roles. It's this this movie definitely falls into it. And then there's another stage of him that's like maybe he could be like an Oscar guy. Yeah. You know, he's in. I think if he was ever going to win an Oscar for anything, probably is fucking Butch in Pulp Fiction. Yeah. And maybe you can make a case for like Twelve Monkeys. Mm, he's pretty good. At, he's pretty yeah. good in that movie. And then you get to the pay me stage. Like, is he just? cashing paychecks yeah um that's like your armageddon and everything a little bit after that Mm -hmm. and then you get to the fuck you pay me stage (laughs) where he's just making movies to keep his lifestyle going Mm -hmm. to the point where he kind of seems like he doesn't care Mm -hmm. about anything but this is like prime time bruce willis where he cares about roles you know he's picking roles because he likes the movies and in this movie you know thinking about i was having a conversation um with Jerry, the person I was watching him with, thinking about him and and Mel Gibson and the things that he could do that Mel Gibson can't. I think Mel Gibson in this role would have been fine, mm. but I think he's too conventionally like good looking, and Mel Gibson would have just never been a rundown cabbie whose wife left. Like whose wife's gonna leave Mel Gibson? Like, yeah. I mean, if as long as he's not a fucking anti semite in real life, you know. <laughs> But, yeah, Bruce Willis is fucking... He's just... He's snarky in yeah. this movie. Like, he is in fucking everything. He hits all the points. And then, you know, he plays that that lovable um, falling in love with Lilu role and everything. Mm-hmm. And he's a tough guy. And that's what was needed for the job. Like, you know, the general shows up like, oh, you're the guy we need for this fucking mm-hmm. job. Blah, blah, That was kind of in my... In another part where I wanted to talk about, but... Yeah, Bruce Willis, uh, what's your take on him in this? He's perfect. Yeah? He's perfect, honestly. Could um, you see Mel Gibson? I could. Yeah. And one of the first scenes that I like, I, if I put him there, would be when he's waking up. I feel like Mel Gibson does a really good... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I light a cigarette. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of that in uh, the Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah. yeah. But, like, other parts, I don't know. I don't know. Like... The love parts where he's holding her. At yeah, the end. You, you, yeah. You I know, know, I I couldn't I couldn't see that. I couldn't see the when he's talking to Finger five nine mm-hmm. long legs. Yeah. like all that shit. I couldn't see Mel Gibson doing that. I also couldn't see him. Um, also couldn't see him threatening Ruby. Mm-hmm. Really, mm-hmm. the way Bruce Willis. You, you believe Bruce Willis is a no <laughs> bullshit type yeah. of guy. So yeah, I think I think Willis was fucking perfect for the part like i said would have been fine mel gibson other than that is there anybody else that you could think that could have played that role at that time what about i'm just thinking off the top uh kurt russell he's he's too he's too established uh no i think i think kurt russell could have done it i think he's a little um He's not rough around the edges enough. Mm. Even though he's played role, I mean, Snake Bliskin and, say, yeah. and shit like that. I think that he's there's just something about him that I find more charming and endearing than mm-hmm. like anything else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I nobody really comes to mind to me. I I just seen it so many times. It's always going to be Bruce yeah. Willis. Yeah, All, it's always. Hard. All right, moving on. Mila Jovovich. This might not have been the first time I've seen her. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I noticed who she was. She 
was in an episode. I I used to watch, or I still do actually. Um, but when it was circ- when it was on, I used to watch Married with Children religiously all the okay. time. And she's in an episode of that of that um, show. So I had to have seen her from there mm-hmm. before that. But it wasn't until Fifth Element when I was like, oh, this is this person's name, and seeing her later on in the show, like, oh shit, that's that's her. Mm-hmm. I just super disappointed. Because you see this movie and you haven't, I haven't seen her in anything else. And even as a little kid, like I have an understanding of what a star is and mm-hmm. like actors that are big names. Difference between Arnold Schwarzenegger and Robert De Niro and shit. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought she was gonna have this fucking ballpark like all time great career because she's so good in the movie. You she's know, amazing. Yeah, she has a lot to work with with like the language that she speaks um, and like just kind of playing that kid like learning everything for the mm-hmm. first time and then she goes on and does like she does a movie about Joan, uh, Joan of Arc which wasn't a bad movie she does pretty good in I've it I've been wanting to rewatch that by the way yeah I haven't seen yeah. it in a long time I'm wondering if it's as good as I remember it but she was good in that and then she's got like a small part in Zoolander and then oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I remember I used to get like Wizard Magazine or like um, other magazines, and I'm a huge Resident Evil fan of the video yeah. games. At the time, it was just a video game, and I remember seeing that they were making a Resident Evil movie, and I was yeah. like, holy shit, yeah. that's fucking awesome. And for those of you who don't know about Resident Evil, a lot, the first two, which were, or the first three, which were the only ones that out at the time, um, the protagonists a lot of the times were women. Mm-hmm. So I'm reading this magazine, seeing that they're going to make this movie, and then they're like, oh, and Mila Jovovich is going to star in it. And I was like, holy shit, that's like a perfect role for yeah. her. So she comes out in that movie. As a kid, I liked it, and then they just kept making them. Yeah. She ends up marrying the bad PTA, Paul Thomas Anderson. He's got another initial in there because he can't be Paul Thomas Anderson. She marries that dude, and they just keep making those movies, mm-hmm. you know, and... I don't know if it was like she just wanted to do those movies. I mean, they had to have been paying her fucking millions oh, that, of dollars she's for, it. Doing it for that. But like, why nobody else saw her as a talent? Like, directors, like, hey, I want to work with this chick. I want, like, I want her to do something you else. You think she could have been Tomb Raider? I think she would have been better than Angelina Jolie, for sure. Yeah. Those movies are fucking really hard to watch. Yeah. Super hard to watch, especially the fucking second one. Oh my god. The intro of the second movie is fucking ridiculous. But yeah, I just... You know, she comes out later in like the fourth kind, which I never saw but I heard was was decent. And I just think there's a huge missed opportunity. I think there's another universe where she's like A-lister mm. and she's just has a bunch of great performances. Honestly, yeah, I can't really even think... Anything else besides what you said right now? Yeah, those, Evil, those movies. Um, I know Joan she's made. I know yeah. she's made more. Yeah. I just, I didn't want to see them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm just like, just put on Fifth Element. Yeah, yeah. for for, for her, me at least. Yeah. All right, so moving on, the big one, Chris Tucker, man. Oh yeah, Chris Tucker. Every fucking scene, <laughs> every time he's on camera, doesn't matter what's going on, he steals the fucking show yeah he's absolutely phenomenal in this movie little bit of research i did i i knew this before i was doing research for this mm-hmm. prince was supposed yeah. to play ruby rot mm-hmm. um i just found that out yeah which makes a lot of sense and <sighs> having seen purple rain and then like how prince is depicted in like 
the Chappelle show and everything, it would have been a very, very different yeah. tone. Like, I, I don't know. Because, you know, Prince is, you know, a sex symbol. And, yeah, he fucks a lot of chicks. But yeah. he's a very timid guy. Yeah. Very laid back. Oh, yeah. And I think the movie just would have... It, as bad as it is to say, I think it would have suffered for it. I oh, think for sure. I think Chris Tucker was... I feel like he would have, like, halfway through production, he would have walked out. Yeah, yeah. He'd be like, hold on. So... I'm making fun of myself? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, you guys think I'm a joke? Yeah. So, yeah. funny, funny, uh... Funny thing. Apparently, I think uh, Bruce Willis and, and Chris Tucker, I'm not sure, don't quote me on this, but they hadn't really spoken much before they shot their first scene. And... Chris Tucker comes out, and obviously he's dressed fucking ridiculously. I'm not sure what scene it is. I don't yeah. know if it's when they first meet or, like, at the ball or whatever. Comes out, he's dressed ridiculously. And Bruce Willis, who's a huge fucking star at the time. Chris Tucker had done Friday. He did, like, House Party 3 at the time. Mm-hmm. And then in 1997, he actually had, like, Money Talks came out. Oh, Dead yeah. Presidents Fuck came yeah. out. Um Friday came out in 1997. He's probably filming this 1996. Um, so his career is going great so far. Mm-hmm. And then he meets Bruce Willis, who's one of the biggest stars in the world. And Bruce Willis looks at him, looks at his outfit, and he says, you know this could ruin your career, right? <laughs> and Chris Tucker's like, oh, shit. And then Luke Besson calls action. And they have to go, <laughs> through, they have to go to their fucking scene like that. What? Damn. But... Talk about fucking hitting it out of the ballpark, oh, yeah. man. He he's just so he's hilarious. He's so fucking funny in this Dude. movie. The energy just and you know what? I was talking to Jerry about it when we were watching it. Well, he doesn't show up until like I think like forty minutes into the movie. And a lot of the times when you introduce a main character that far into the movie, yeah, nobody cares. Yeah, and it doesn't make any sense. And it it kind of just tanks the movie, mm-hmm. really. Um, especially especially if they're if they're in that much more of the movie afterwards. Yeah. But he 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 just fucking just knocks it out of the park, like yeah. I said, and just is fantastic. And then from here, you know, I didn't know when this movie came out, and we'll talk about this later. Um, I saw it on VHS the first time. I didn't know if this movie was success until I looked it up. Yeah. So he does Friday, and then he does this, and then he's in. Uh, Dead Presidents, which, you know, he's funny in that, but it's a pretty serious role. Yeah. And then he's in Money Talks, which is almost a Chris Tucker engine. Um, he shares a screen with, with Charlie Sheen. I fucking love that movie, too. Oh, yeah. And then after that, pretty much everything he does is a fucking Chris Tucker project. Mm-hmm. And I think him in this role, honestly, if you're showing his, like, just range because obviously you know Chris Tucker plays Chris Tucker in a lot of movies, but I say the same thing about Jonah Hill and Wolf of Wall Street. A lot of people are like, "Oh, he's just Jonah Hill." This no. is not Chris Tucker. Like no. he he he's he's viscerally different <laughs> and just unapologetically like insane in this yeah. movie, and it's fucking fantastic. I got no fire. I got no. I got no matches. I got no matches. I quit smoking. Covid. Dude, just so fantastic in this movie. So fucking good. Pop, um, pop, pop, pop! Yeah, if 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 anybody stole the show in this movie, uh, it's him. And that's really hard to say, because next up we got fucking Gary Oldman in this oh, movie, man. playing Jean-Baptiste Emmanuel Zorg. 
And my God, is this guy fucking amazing in pretty much every movie that he's in. And I didn't, I wrote this down, I didn't know, dude, I've seen, I've seen him in so many things. Mm-hmm. The Professional, Fifth Element, fucking Lost in Space when I was a little kid. I didn't know Gary Oldman was Gary Oldman until I think Hannibal, because mm-hmm. he's like all in prosthetics in oh, there. Yeah, and yeah. then my mom, I think, was like, oh, it's Gary Oldman. And I was like, who? She's like, oh, he plays Zor, he plays that. I was like, that's all the same fucking guy? Like, Dracula? Drac- yeah, Dracula. That's when I first saw him. I was, yeah, that's probably when I first saw him. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, that's the same fucking dude. You're, you're not shitting me. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of like, like, oh, character actors. That's when I kind of got got the idea with that yeah and so him in this movie is just fucking he's like french but more of like a southern french probably from like louisiana originally just this fucking crazy mogul and he has just like some of the greatest fucking monologues in here and some and you know he he's a great villain and a long time ago, my sister posed a question to me, like, on Facebook, because she lives pretty far away. Like, name a movie where the villain and the hero don't meet. And mm-hmm. it took me a minute, but I was like, oh, fucking Fifth Element. Fifth element. Mm-hmm. They never share any screen time. The closest they get is when they, one goes into an elevator and the other one comes out of an mm-hmm. elevator. And he's just so fucking good in this movie. He has great fucking monologues. He's got the monologue with the priest when he's telling him about fucking destruction brings fucking money and all that shit and then he's got the zf1 monologue which we'll talk about later and he's just fucking one of the best villains of all time uh gary oldman i mean zorg one of my favorites but you know oh, yeah. he's he's just so so brutal but it is so likable he is kind of like he's very charming yeah if you didn't know that he was a complete piece of shit you would get along with him pretty nicely um, <laughs> I mean likable in the sense like 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 I don't hate him you know like no, he's no, a no, bad no, guy no, no, no. But yeah like, he like, he is he you don't is. fucking hate his guts like yeah. like Joffrey or something yeah you know? no like, def- def- definitely not and I think uh the character you know he's a li- he's a little sniveling and I like how how just how bad of luck he has mm-hmm. you know it's a character who obviously runs like a multi-billion dollar organization oh, yeah. and just the simplest things just keep happening just the <laughs> yeah. worst timing and we could talk about a little bit about that too when we get back into this into the scene zero stones yeah zero. no no we'll we'll, we'll right. talk about that so um <laughs> next up uh ian holmes uh, rest in peace. He plays uh, Vito Cornelius. Mm-hmm. So Ian Holm, um, he's great in this fucking movie. Yeah. Um, I can't. He j- he just fits in perfectly. It's it's a dude that I remember seeing in a bunch of other movies too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I couldn't. I didn't know him really. Um, and once I saw this movie, I was like, oh, this guy is fucking cool. And then every time I saw him after that, I was like, oh, it's fucking dude from Fifth Element. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy's fucking cool. Uh, and then. Any side characters that you that you love? Smoke you. Oh, that guy. Smoke that, you. that guy, but not the not the mugger at the beginning. Oh no, he he was next. Oh, I, okay. It's just funny because I I wrote smoke smoke you. <laughs> that guy's funny. Um, but yeah, the 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 mugger for sure. The mugger's great, and and <laughs> I was I had seen the movie a million times, and um, uh, there's a French movie. Uh, called Amelie uh-huh. and uh he plays a love interest in it and I'd oh. seen that movie over and over again 
And then I was watching The Fifth Element one day, and I was like, "Oh shit, that's the same fucking dude. And it just blew my mind, because if you see the movie that I'm talking about, just I gotta watch it now. miles different. I mean, you might enjoy it. It's like a... It's it's a great movie, actually. I think you could enjoy it for sure. Um, but yeah, that guy's great. Uh, I think Underdog... Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, Mr. Kim. Mr. Kim is mm. great. That that scene, oh, yeah. that scene with him, he's only there for a while. Yeah. You know, the things that he, you know... Uh, grandfather say it yeah. never rain every day. Yeah. Uh, fortune for you. It's like I bet you lunch. Ah, good philosophy. philosophy. See good and bad. I like that <laughs> yeah. guy. That guy's great, man. I fucking love that guy. And then just he's the, rush hour too, or not rush hour? Lethal oh, is weapon. he? Is lethal he the, weapon. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was gonna say, is he the? I'm no punk bitch. No, no, no. Okay. Lethal um, weapon. Lethal weapon. Four. So, uh, and I also love he floats away on the fucking yeah. Uh, like he doesn't have a car. He's got a little boat, so flying sick. boat. Shit's so dope. Like I wonder if he's got below deck. He's got a bed down there and oh, everything. Yeah. And he just fucking works like that. Uh, I think the unsung hero of this movie is definitely the robot bartender. Mm. I've always loved that character so much. Yeah. Yo, want some more? And <laughs> you know, Ian Holmes going off. You know, getting drunk and fucking thinking yeah. he he's about to save the world and everything and spilling his heart out and you just see you see the hands and they're cleaning a the glass yeah. or whatever and then he's like you know what I mean and then the robot just shakes his head and I was <laughs> like dude I fucking love that guy um another thing all the women are like fucking supermodels in this movie uh, yeah um which if that's the future we're headed to I'm all for it I mean I'm spoken for but yeah you know same but <laughs> yeah so I had this idea for all the characters that we talk about, or the the actors actually. Who are those people to you? Is Bruce Willis Corbin Dallas, or is he John McClane? Is Gary Oldman Zorg, or is he somebody else? Like Gary Oldman is Dracula to me. Gary Oldman's Dracula to you. Yeah, yeah. I um, I think to me Gary Oldman's Zorg. Okay. I think I think that's when I was just like, this guy is fucking fire. Um, Bruce Willis is is Butch. Really? Yeah. That's all right. I just I say that because those are all the first times I saw. All oh, of them. really? And really? At such a young age. Yeah, yeah. It had a crazy impact on me when I first saw the, those people. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, yeah, Bruce Willis Bruce, for me is is definitely John McClane. Okay. Yeah. Um, Mila Jovovich is fucking Lilu. Lilu for she sure. She is. Um, Ian Holm. Uh, is he Vito Cornelius for you? Is he Bilbo Baggins or is he Ash from Alien? Um, now he's, he's, uh, he's Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins, yeah. But as a kid, yeah. I mean, I only knew he him was as Vito Cornelius. Cornelius. He's always Ash to me from fucking Aliens. Yeah. Uh, see, I didn't see that until much like later. way later. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Chris Tucker is Smokey. R- yeah. Oh, uh, no. That's, that's a hard one, dude. He's John. I, I was, I was, John Carter. John Carter. Carter. Carter! Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. Reinvent him. No, I was because even... because I know I know he's like. Got him. Yeah. Lee. Yeah. He's uh, he's Carter for sure. Okay, for yeah. sure. I'm, um, I'm gonna give him that one. All right. I said Smokey at first, but no. I I think I think for me it's a toss up between Ruby Rod and Smokey, but I probably have to go Smokey. That's okay. when I first when I first saw him, and I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? This guy's great. Same, but I won't, I'm gonna do him a solid. You <laughs> <laughs> lo- love the you love the Rush Hour franchise. Yeah. We'll Hell do the, yeah. we'll do those ones eventually. Our next segment is 
play it again, man. And these are the scenes that we fucking love um, to watch. We'll talk about the best scenes in the movie, and then we'll pick our favorites. Um, so, there's a lot of good scenes in this movie. Mm-hmm. I wrote down a few. So, obviously, the the cab chase. The cab chase oh, yeah. is fucking amazing. Fuck yeah. It has that awesome fucking song that I don't even... Yeah, it's, it's, I wrote that down too. Love this song. Fu- it's fucking great. Um, Milovic is flopping around in the back seat. Um, the cops are just shoot first, like you said. I love the fucking the hot chicks at McDonald's yeah. flirting with the fucking cop, and then fucking runs into yeah. him, and then it turns into a fucking way bigger chase yeah. than it needs to be. Um, Real quick, the the guy who's driving that that. Uh, cop car yeah. who grabs the drinks. Yeah. Is that is that the gas man from Dumb and Dumber? You know what? I don't know. I've never I haven't seen it enough times to know to oh, know. Shit. I think, I that think that guy there. that guy's face looks familiar yeah. though. I can tell you that. Um but that's the and yeah, and then you know, Bruce Willis is bringing Bruce Willis just talking to himself and Miljovic and it's just fucking it's a fantastic scene. Mm-hmm. Um and it ends with, you know, you know, they get away, they stay in the fog, and then he gets a little bit more insight to who she is, where she comes from, big, uh, following that. Bada boom. Big bada boom. Boom, yeah, I understand boom. Yeah, big bada boom. Yeah. Boom, yeah. Um, and then she starts learning English somehow by, like, looking at the symbols on the sign. Please help. Well, she's heard English before, right? That's, that's well, not necessarily, because well, English wasn't around 5,000 years before. No, but... When they were in Egypt. Well, she was fucking frozen in a fucking, like, tomb. She was? Yeah. They t- they they take her out of there. They, like, float her out. She's in that thing that's, like... That's her? Yeah, she's inside that thing. And then when the ship blows up, the hand is from that thing. And they reconstruct her whole body from that that tomb thing. Oh, I that's... thought she was one of the Manachiwan. No, no. She, she. That's what I was asking. Like, oh yeah, no, in, in no, no, no. Suit? No, she's yeah. So she's always in the temple, but they she's supposed to be in the temple always. Oh. But because war's coming, they have to take them out of there. So that's why it's in the center, and the head's pointed up, and the mouth is open because right. that light comes from her mouth. Yeah. So she's in that thing. So when the ship blows up, whole thing gets destroyed except for the one hand, and then they reassemble her body from that. Okay. That literally, like, I dude, honestly, the biggest question. I, I had I had seen it a million times before I realized that that's. What, I was always like, she yeah. was one of those fucking. <laughs> no, in no, the no, suit. no, no. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah. So that's the that's the cab chase. Um, but what, what is she then? She's like, uh, she's Did like. They, remember, they, she, they make her. They said that he's like, oh, it looks like this bean's like engineered. Yeah. So yeah, probably yeah. yeah. Um. Let's see here. Uh, She's, she, uh, okay, I guess talk about. Oh, that. okay. So another one, another one for me. Uh, one of my most favorite rewatchable scenes is the ZF one. Where are the stones? Monologue. Yeah. Um. So it's a scene where we're cutting back between um, Zork selling the ZF one to the I think Mangalores. 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 Yeah. yeah. The aliens. Um. The bad aliens, and uh. She's explaining to Vito Cornelius Ian Holm where the stones are mm-hmm. and why they weren't on there. Um, and this is a uh, Gary Oldman goes into this <laughs> fucking fantastic monologue about 
the gun that he that he is selling to these aliens. And then once he gets done, he's like, "All right, well, did you bring what I asked for?" It's like, "Yeah, got a case for you here." And then it's like, "All right," opens it. This case is empty. <laughs> the opposite of full. This case is supposed to be full! <laughs> Fucking so good. What the hell am I supposed to do with an empty case? <laughs> We're warriors, not merchants. But you can still count! Dude, I used to do this in third... One. I used to do this in third grade all the time. Uh-huh. I used to... There's there's things that I used to just fucking say, and people would just look at me like I was fucking nuts. It, this was one of them, and also the Spaceballs uh, fucking... What the hell am I looking at? What does this happen in the movie? <laughs> I used to do that all the time. But this is one of my favorite scenes. Um, obviously, for the reason that he shows us, as a little kid, seeing that gun. Oh, yeah. Fucking the reverse bullets to the same target, the fucking arrowheads, the net, the fucking flamethrower, yeah. the rocket, all that shit. It's fucking so cool. And then you have that fucking great interaction between uh, Gary Oldman and these fucking aliens. So that's one of mine. My personal favorites, and then uh, I think the you can make a case for the the um, the takeoff of the plane. There's a lot going on there. Ian yeah. Holmes trying to get on the plane. Mm-hmm. Ruby Rod's trying to nail that chick. The, uh, the Jamaican dude. Yeah, the Jamaican guy. Yeah, and, man. Yeah, need some heat, man. And they're obviously like, they're smoking weed while they're <laughs> yeah, handling pl- fucking like plutonium, plutonium giant. Uranium yeah, giant. some shit. Oh, I thought that too. It's was so like... fucking funny with the flamethrower next to him and everything. <laughs> It's fucking so great. Um, I, I, yeah, I think that's, I think that's really good. Uh, I think the the meeting Ruby Rod's just a little too short to like yeah. qualify as a scene. You might be able to even lump that in with the plane taking off. Mm-hmm. And then last I have is uh, the the hotel shootout. Oh, pretty sure. pretty much from the time that the diva starts singing to the time that the fucking ship blows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are fucking awesome. Um, you know, in that in that one, the diva song is fucking amazing. It starts off really beautiful, and then it turns into this fucking like new yeah new age fucking opera shit. And it's fucking it's it's fantastic that the person that that did it was fucking really great. Oh, that chick apparently that that was Luke Besson's wife, mm-hmm. and then he left her for Miljovic in yeah. the movie. And the voice is like some Croatian or something. Oh, really? Like opera yeah. singer or something like That's that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then you get the shootout. Then you get fucking Ruby Rod just fucking panicking, sweating, fucking... Uh, and the whole time he's recording his show, which is fucking hilarious. Um, Come on, my man. Uh, wait a minute. He's trying to tell me something. <laughs> he's trying to tell me something. Don't move. What? His screaming when the bombs are going off and they're moving the table. One, two, three, four, five. Dude, so fucking good. For me, okay, Uh, so yeah, for me, that's my favorite scene. That's my. Those are pretty much mine too, honestly. Um, That that one for me is my favorite though. Oh, the shootout. Yeah, yeah, mine, mine too. Yeah, for sure. Fucking Um, fantastic. You know, you already know one of mine is gonna be the Rob scene when he's. When he sees the pictures, the guy's hat, you know, give me the cash. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Dude. I love that part. That part, yeah. Just for it, it's it, so small, but it, no, but it. it but it kicks off. It kicks off this because we start off in in Egypt. Mm-hmm. We know Egypt, you know more or less what it looks like yeah. and everything. 
And then we get, like, a command center spaceship. You know, we've probably seen, like, Star Wars or Star Trek. It, it just looks normal. It looks sci-fi or whatever. These people are in space or whatever. Yeah. And then you immediately, once that ship blows up, you immediately wake up and you're in Bruce Willis's tiny-ass apartment yeah. with his fucking fold-away bed, you know, his shitty cigarettes, um... He's getting ready for his day and everything, mm-hmm. uh, and then that happens, and it's—I mean—you couldn't make a case for the whole, that whole beginning scene, him mm-hmm. waking up, him leaving before oh, okay. before yeah. all that shit happens, because it just establishes without seeing what the outside looks like, which is another thing that I wrote down mm-hmm. that the 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 bewilderment on Lilu's face when she makes it out of the vent for the first time and just fucking sees the world and the way the world looks and mm-hmm. everything. It's just without knowing that all that's out there, that first mugging scene when he's in his and the, the showing his apartment, it's just it's setting up a world. It's giving you a taste for something that's oh, yeah. just going to be absolutely delicious. Like you, it, you're, you're tasting it, and you're like, I want more of whatever this is, mm-hmm. and it just continues to deliver. I think another great scene um, is when Lee Lu when they get off the the shuttle at Floss in Paradise when they're walking in. Okay. Her yeah. face, that, yeah. that shot of her face. Yeah, yeah. I actually like I paused it right on that, and I didn't intentionally when she's look, do it. Looking up at the, I answered my phone. Yeah, and I just happened to pause it, and I had to take a picture. I just want to show you real quick. I know you know the scene. Yeah. But like her face, just like, like dude, that looks like a classic like nineteen fifties. It it it, you it know? it's it's this movie is beautifully fucking cut like, like stylized, colored. It's just, amazing. It's 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 fantastic. There there are qualities about this movie that just I've seen it so many times and it still kind of just blows me away yeah. when you stop and sit sit and think about it. Um, so yeah, any any other parts that just um, jump out at you? The scene, the interaction with um, uh, Cornelius and Zorg when he comes to him. Oh, okay, and he's yeah, choking. Yeah, yeah. Look at all these little things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean his monologues in it. Yeah. So busy now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just like where's where's so the good. button that has the robot to pat you on the back? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the most of the ones you said. Yeah, I, I uh, to. Yeah, that, those are great scenes, and um, definitely my favorite is the hotel shootout. So, yeah. moving on, next segment. Um, who do you love? Who's your favorite character in this movie? As a kid, Ruby Rod. And okay. Like, but now I think I think watching Corbin Dallas is just like way deeper to me. Really? Watching it again. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, he's a tough guy. Yeah, he's like ex-military, but like he really like Lilu. He helps Lilu become human essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Like he helps her on that yeah, journey for sure. You know, like she's the human element, right? Yeah. Essentially. Like the fifth element, yeah. But she becomes the human element, like when when he tells her he loves her. Okay. You know. Yeah. Like, and that was hard for him to even do. No. Yeah. Know? For sure. Yeah. And they're telling him. You like, gotta you tell, know, her, tell her. Tell her. I like, was I was laughing about that last night because I was like, oh, it's just another instance of a man having to tell a woman he loves her to get what he wants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was thinking that too. I was like, come on, dude. Oh man, but yeah, but uh, it's for the greater good. Yeah. So Corbin Dallas is definitely your favorite. Yeah, character. I would say now, 
Uh, I mean, Lilu, of course, is. I mean, yeah, she's th- great. those are top three. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I really fucking love Zorg. Yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, in another world where he's not trying to fucking play with the existence of humanity, mm-hmm. where he's just an asshole corporate elite, like you can make a fucking, like a. I don't know a reality TV show about him. It likes fucking something. I can see that. I don't know. I yeah. really love Zorg, but you know Corbin's Corbin's great. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I I have to give it a Ruby Rod, man. Yeah. He's just I I love his character so much, and I know it has to do a lot with just Chris Tucker's mm-hmm. performance. Um, and I'm okay with it actually. Yeah. Yeah. I just I fucking I love him. Uh, everybody. I mean, even David, just how nerdy and fucking like. Yeah. I don't want to go to Egypt and fucking, <laughs> uh, fucking uh, tickets. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> just fucking. Oh, and then let's just talk about fucking how great. Uh, how great that whole. Oh, that's another fucking one that I miss. Hmm. Uh, and you can kind of lump it in boarding the plane. Uh, I am Corbin Dallas. Just all oh, four yeah. of those people. Yeah, yeah. Coming in one after the other, yeah. fucking I'm Corbin Dallas, you know, um, it's it's fucking great. But yeah, so I would I would have to go with Ruby Rock for sure. Okay, yeah, all right. So moving on, next segment. Um, I don't get it. Uh, there anything to you that just really you, you don't get why either either they made those choices for the movie or why the characters made those choices or yeah. Uh, first one I wrote. The priest in the beginning, when he goes to poison the archaeologist, yeah, it only shows him pouring in his cup, but yeah. he empties that whole bag. Okay, but they all have something to drink. Did he poison all of, all three of them? I don't know. I don't know. Was he ready to, I was to actually, sacrifice I was himself? Actually, I was actually thinking that too, or I was I was thinking, um, is it is the the professor really dead? Or did they just fucking that, knock that him was, out? That was the other thing I was thinking. Yeah, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think know he's if, dead. I don't know if he's dead. And then Luke Perry just kind of fucking over overreacts. Yeah. Um, obviously, you've seen fucking aliens. Oh yeah, anybody would back then. Yeah. And this is before like science fiction novels come out, yeah. so it's fucking you don't know what the fuck is yeah. going on. Oh, real quick, um, the one of the uh, Mandashiwan, yeah, Mandashiwan. The one that gets caught in the doors. Yeah, where where is he at? That's later what on? that's what I was saying too. I actually they don't said show that. Him. I always thought that is like, the war's coming. The temple's there. It's not buried or anything. Yeah. He gets stuck there. How did nobody else find yep. out about him? Yeah, you know, they maybe sure maybe the him. priest gets him out of there somehow over time. I don't, I don't know, but that was one. Uh, for me, the cops' outfits. Don't look like they could barely move in them, and, oh, yeah. and the guns are on their shoulder, and I just, yeah. I don't understand how that's practical at all. Yeah. I, I understand it's it's like a yeah, like a Judge Dredd kind of thing going with the even, but down. but even then, like Judge Dredd, he could lift his arms above his head. You know what yeah. I'm saying? The box, or I mean, the stones. Yeah, like they look they look like they're made from like regular clay or clay, something. Like yeah. Where you you wanted something, yeah. Like, where are those only for Earth? Maybe like, is like, like they look like they could just break if you dropped them. They really do. They don't look very. Yeah. Uh, what happens if? Oops. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe they... I don't know. That's a really interesting question. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that uh, a superior alien race would have made something that's not going to break. Yeah. But but then it would fuck up the whole... The stones. Yeah. Where are the stones? Where are the stones? But yeah. If it was something else... Where are the fucking plates? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> fucking something weird. Yeah. Yeah, no. That's a good one. Oh, uh, I already brought it up, the whole where the, how the stone's coming out type thing. Oh, fuck. I think that's it. I think that's everything that I was just... Uh, this movie's... Yeah. You answered there, a couple earlier for There's me, not so. a lot of fat in this movie. No. It's not that long. Yeah. Um, it, the pacing of this movie is actually pretty fucking good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. Granted, I had the question at first, who's feeding fucking Corbin's cat while he's out? But then finger. I realized, finger. You Maybe. think finger's coming over? Maybe. Yeah. Uh, also, Corbin's mother. Yeah. She Corbin's mother is great. You never see her, but she's just constantly complaining about oh, stuff. Yeah. Um, it's really funny. I, I love the fact that she calls the president an idiot <laughs> at the end of the. <laughs> you movie. don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> uh, that for me is like one of the. It's such a strange ending. It also does the fucking, like, 1980s freeze frame ending, too. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, fucking... The president reminds me of... Uh, of um, How am I blanking on his name? Michael Clark Duncan? No. Fucking Pulp Fiction. Oh, Ving Rhames? Yeah. I think Vin Rhames... I think... He could have easily... Played the president. Yeah, I think he could have played the president. I think a lot of people could have played the president. Um, did you? Huh, did you like? You know, no, I didn't. No. Um, is he's the only person that seems kind of out of place in the movie? Now I can't see really anybody else playing it, yeah. and but it's almost just like a novelty because yeah. I've seen it so many times, and like I just expect him to be like, "You got twenty seconds," <laughs> uh, you know, but it's um. It is what it is. Yeah. You can't change it now. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> also, Zorg, does he have does he have a peg leg? Because he has that spike. No, or is I, it a spur? I, I, I think he's it? got. I think he's got like a metal plate under his his one of his heels. Oh, okay. It's like a fashion. I mean, what does the fucking plastic do on the side of his head? I don't know. And all his cronies have it too. But he's walking like he's like. No, he's definitely he's definitely got a limp. Yeah. Um, or maybe it's like his steez. Maybe he's got a pimp steez. <laughs> And that's like something that they do. They put a metal plate underneath just a king, king. So everybody knows that he's coming around. Yeah, yeah. Everybody knows he's around the corner, so fucking get to work. That's so sick. I just <laughs> thought of that. I just, I'm thinking of that right now. Like, I can't imagine without that. Ding. No, no. Ding, it's fucking fantastic. Ding. Like, yeah. he's, that's actually pretty courteous of him to have that. Like you said, like, <laughs> get to work. Oh, shit, he's coming. Oh, shit, yeah. Uh... Yeah, no, um, that's a that's an interesting question to, to ask. Our next segment is reboot, remake, or sequel. So, if this had to happen, would you want a reboot of this movie? Which reboots are usually they don't um, they don't generally make reference to the original characters mm-hmm. or anything. It's kind of like a new rehash. Yeah. Um, of everything. A remake is basically the same characters, same plot line, just with different actors and maybe one or two things different change. Or a sequel, Corbin in the future, or what if we get a prequel Corbin when he's a fucking elite 
fucking soldier or whatever, what would you what would you want if Shit. one had to happen? Um I'm gonna go with the prequel. The prequel? Yeah. I, I don't, don't wanna see a sequel. You don't wanna see a sequel. I don't wanna see a reboot. I don't wanna see a remake. <laughs> okay. I'll go I'll go prequel because prequels I everyone always wants to see what happened before. Yeah. You know? That's that's kinda true. Um but no. Don't show me anything after because yeah. it's gonna kill it. Yeah. And first movie that comes to my mind, I fucking hate and I you know, I only went to go see it just so I can shit on it because I knew how bad it was going to be. was a Total Recall. Oh, the remake? Colin Farrell. The garbage. Remake. Yeah, I, I was not going to go see that. I fell asleep. I was not going to go see that movie. I watched it and I was like, no, no, no. This movie fucking sucks. And Fifth Element would be the same thing if they remade that shit. Yeah, no. Like, it would suck. I, I, I've I, seen... I, you can't capture I've, that. You no, know, no, definitely not. I've seen maybe... Uh, handful maybe remakes that work mm-hmm. um nothing comes to mind right now <laughs> uh but yeah for me i'd probably go prequel as well yeah um i think like show us more of the of the Manashiwan or like how they no i think i think it's just a total corbin movie yeah. maybe he maybe he's fucking it's you know what it's a it's a it's a Corbin movie that's like fucking Predator. He's on some planet and mm. he's got an elite team. He's got to get like a chick out of there and there's a fucking crazy ass alien after him or something. Yeah, something like that. The Adventures of Corbin Dallas in fucking space, pretty much. Okay, that that for me would fucking would seal the deal. Um, speaking of Total Recall, guys. Um, like I said, this is our first episode, and we're hoping that you guys tune in every week after this. Uh, me and Jason are going to be doing Total Recall next time, so make sure to tune Hell in yeah. for that. Um, that one should be really good. We both really love that movie, um, and yeah, it should be pretty badass. So any uh, last thoughts on Fifth Element or anything? Anything that we didn't cover? Oh, did did everybody get out on the, on the ships? When the bomb was going off? I don't think so. I think some people died. I think a lot of people died. I, there's a lot of, um, what do you, escape pods that, yeah. that take off, but there's no fucking way everybody got off that ship. Yeah. You're going to tell me the fucking cooks, the the cooks oh, got yeah. off the fucking ship? Yeah. No, nah, yeah. dude. They didn't get off the fucking ship. They might have been rich assholes. They might have been androids, though. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a question we'll never know, but I'm pretty sure they're dead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> only Corbin. And yeah, they, 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 they got out. Got only out. the important, only the important people. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think we covered all the bases. Um, this has been the Fifth Element. Thank you guys for listening and tune in next week for Total Recall. Hell yeah! All right, guys, have a good day. Peace. The president's an idiot. You don't sound like an idiot. You don't want to talk to your mother, just avoid me like usual, huh? I'll just throw myself in traffic. I'll just saran wrap myself in the bed and pretend I'm silent.